When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. September 3rd, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, Friday night. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. I can't even get my own name right. That's how tired I am. Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alpha Kanawan, NYC Demon Diva, Isa. Welcome. Smackdown, AEW Rampage. The build-up, the go-home for All Out. Very exciting. Like, but man, yeah. three hours of wrestling. Like, how are we feeling about three hours of wrestling on Friday now that we're a couple weeks into this? I'm so conditioned to it on Mondays that I just, you know, it's actually a little better, you know, because, you know, Raw is just a slog. And I think it's part of that. It's the same show for three hours. doesn't get long. But that switch up, and, and you know, because there's such different shows. I think it, it's a little easier to watch three hours of wrestling on Fridays. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a lot, but I do still watch Raw. I think there's a different pace to Rampage. Rampage just feels so like boom, 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 that it helps make it through that last hour. It's, it's so quick like it feels like it starts and it ends um but it is it is a lot um you know it's three hours yeah and it does sort of make smackdown and what they end with like it's a weird counter-programming rhythm for a wrestling fan because smackdown mm-hmm. tonight i mean it was a very long it was like a half an hour main event segment so it's interesting to go from that to like the burner of a match that aew started off with it's interesting like uh uh, like uh you know on uh unrelated pacing almost you right. know it's like it's like yeah. hitting shuffle on your ipod and you're like going from stairway to heaven right into november rain and you're like oh okay you know, that happened to me yeah. the other day and it killed my whole workout it killed my whole workout <laughs> i don't know what i went from to something super weird and i'm like what's happening <laughs> yeah you gotta ebb and flow the key to a good mix is about the ebb and the flow. You want some short stuff. You want some different energy. You want some complimentary stuff. But sometimes two like long songs back to back sometimes yeah. is a yeah. little bit much. You want to well, I have a gym workout. playlist. I have a gym playlist, but instead of going to that, I just hit shuffle on like all of my songs and didn't realize that oh, wow. until something super mood killer came in and I'm like, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have some news to get into and go through before we get to the shows. Alfred, I toss it to you. Yeah, uh, not all the good news. Actually, some very, very sad news. Oh. R.I.P. to Daphne, real name Shannon Spurl. She was a WCW and TNA star. Uh, very, very popular wrestling figure. Died at the age of 46. Uh, the day before yesterday, she posted a video on Instagram Live that really got people uh, worried. Mm. It seemed that she was suicidal. She said a comment about uh, sending her brain to Boston. And then, unfortunately, yesterday, her close friend Lexi Fife. Uh, posted the following message through Shimmer. We are very sad to have to announce the passing of Shannon Sproul, a.k.a. Daphne Younger, Scream Queen. Uh, we are posting this at her request of her family. Please respect their privacy at this trying time. I'll miss you, my logical sister from another mister. So, mm. unfortunately, Daphne, um, a lot of people from the WCW kind of Monday Night Wars era remember her. And then she had a great career also in TNA and um, had a lot of concussion problems and mental health problems. So that's been a, a big discussion here on Twitter and among the wrestling community. Yeah. RIP Daphne has been trending for the past couple of days, which is really encouraging to see all the uh, tweets that she's receiving. But a very sad story, of course. Just so much love, such an outpouring of love yeah. in the wake of this. And it's just, it's very, very tragic. 
Yeah. She doesn't get enough credit as you see a lot of the women today, and especially the top yeah. women, whether it's Ruby Soho, who we're probably going to see this weekend, Paige, uh, a lot of women, even Liv Morgan, of that vein where it's kind of the oddball. She was pretty much the first, her, the Luna Vachons of the world were the first, like the trailblazers of that type of yeah. a woman wrestler, because usually it's very monolithic or it used to be very monolithic in terms of what they wanted out of women wrestler. And she went the complete different direction. Yeah, she was truly ahead of her time you know when when she the things that she was doing were very ahead of her time and i'm hoping that we see maybe somebody pay homage to her on sunday in the in the body yeah. maybe somebody will wear the hat you don't you yeah. know i'm hoping that we see something but it was a very sad and, and heavy story and um, just i feel it hit the wrestling community very hard and you know it's, it's okay to ask for help and and find the sources there's a lot of them out there absolutely yeah, so uh, R.I.P. Daphne, uh, in uh, AEW news, it looks like uh, one Max Caster has made his return to AEW. Of course, we were talking about this a little bit off air. I'm sure you guys are going to have more to add. Uh, but AEW Dark's tapings at the Now Arena in Chicago saw Caster return. He helped Anthony Bowens, his tag team partner, defeat Griff Garrison. Of course, he was, went missing from television. He was pretty much pulled off television after a controversial rap, uh, led to a lot of Twitter outrage. Uh, Tony Khan famously stepped up and said he was going to take over the editing for that. Uh, Max Caster seemed to tease that he was leaving AEW where he was selling some stuff, quote unquote, on eBay. Uh, but it looks like uh, water on the bridge, Max Caster back in AEW. And I believe uh, Issa, he was already saying things that are getting people stirred up on Twitter. Apparently, I saw a couple of things throughout my timeline, and I was like, "What did he do now?" <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go and find the clip. I know Glenn, Glenn was ahead of both of us on this one. <laughs> well, I've seen people talk about, it, so it's gonna be on Dark next week. I almost don't want to spoil it because I think that, right. regardless of what you think about the controversial segment that he did, and I know we disagreed about that, I think expertly is playing this and using it to pivot to something that's going to further solidify his his name and legacy in AEW. Yeah. So taking taking a situation and turning it into a positive and that, uh, you know, good, good for him to find a way to subvert that expectation. Yeah, definitely. You, you always want to be learn. careful. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, I was just going to say, Alfred, that you have to learn from those mistakes, right? If you haven't really set up the limits and they're going out there on dark to do as you tell them, go and do your thing. It's like, okay, so now you want to, you want to change that procedure. You got to let, let them learn from it. You cannot just completely erase him off because he made one mistake. Right. And that is his gimmick. That is his gimmick. So. And that's the thing, man, you know, even if he crossed the line, even if you were offended and, you know, I was offended by some of the stuff he said, I know a lot of people were, I know we disagreed about it, but if you have a reputation that you never know, what's going to come out of your mouth when you're on the mic and you might cross the line, you almost never need to do it again because he's instantly going to be thought of as dangerous and unpredictable. And I think that that can catapult him and he can turn this into a long-term positive. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was about to say in terms of Max Caster using this real life controversy to better his uh, character. And I'm always a fan of wrestling trying this. We've seen, you know, the worst examples of wrestling using real life and incorporating in storylines, but I'm not averse to them trying that because you see a lot of the big superstars in modern day wrestling. Daniel Bryan, they took a sliver of real life of The Office not wanting him to main event WrestleMania. They made that the storyline. He became a huge star. Becky Lynch, kind of the same thing where uh, at first she was kind of, they were, holding her back and they just decided to make a storyline out of that and she ended up headlining wrestlemania so i'm a big fan of when you take those slivers of real life especially controversies and you make them into the character it's going to be great for max casper hopefully i'd still like to see julia kick him in the nuts though (laughs) (laughs) well you never know i (laughs) he'll have a bar for her if she does i'm sure 
But uh, good to see Mac Cap. I haven't seen it yet. AW Dark. I'll make sure I tune in. Uh, people were buzzing tonight. I was seeing more people buzzing about that than during a lot of SmackDowns. So wow, AEW's playing this well. I think. Yeah, they should yeah. be using this. Controversy creates cash. Yes. What else? We Our got? final story, uh, not as controversial. The Miz is reportedly set to compete on the yes. next season of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. He's going to be uh, in the thirtieth season. Wow, they've been on for 30 seasons. Well, but and they go like twice Thursday, a year. Thursday, September 30th. Wow. Yeah. I'm so excited. Did they say who his dance partner is going to be? Did they he get PETA? Oh, my gosh. He's so good. I hope he gets PETA. Oh, my God. I want to see him. Okay. I'm going to be dancing with the star nerd, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm excited for it. I think, listen, I did ballroom dancing for 15 years. Oh, it's wow. not easy. I can see the myths. Like being a, as perfectionist as he is about his image, I think he's gonna he's gonna try his best, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see him. Following in the footsteps of other winners, perhaps like Donny Osmond, he'll make it all yeah. the way to the end. Chris Jericho didn't do so well when he was on there, but he is following in the footsteps in terms of wrestlers of Chris Jericho. I don't expect Chris Jericho to do a very sexy tango. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes the most entertaining ones, like when Adam Carolla was on, Adam Carolla was entertaining as hell, but he got like boot, the boot after like three weeks, you know? I saw Master P on it, and I thought that was very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Nelly, Nelly did great. Um, oh, Nelly did really? was on it a couple of years ago, and he was awesome. He made it to the final. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exclusive news insider who must have the exclusive news and be an insider because they can afford this 1999 <laughs> super chat Ooh. all caps I'm not going to shout it I will read it in a reasonable tone saying I feel Brock is being set up to put Roman over to build him up for the rock for mania but when Roman beats the rock then what think this whole heel Roman is far overdue he should have been the one to break up the shield I said uh, Roman's going to be raptured and just ascend to the heavens after beating the rock because there'll be nothing left for him to do on this mortal earth <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm going to shut up. There should I've been be drinking. Break. I've been drinking. I shouldn't say this. <laughs> yeah, I saw your Twitter tonight, and I was like... We're late night. We're on 1130 in New York right now. <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet about uh, women's reaction to Roman. I almost replied with uh, the image of Lil Nas X. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I like the way that the shield breakup went. Um, I didn't think Roman was gonna be the one to break it up i i thought ambrose before i would even say yeah um roman um yeah i mean brock and and brock and roman has happened a lot of times already you know we can't just pretend that we got flashed with the men in black thing and, and both of them have put each other over so this is i like the idea of the paul Heyman tension here because it could be yeah. a whole different story from what we already seen from them yeah, this is going to be a great story. I'm, I'm, if this was the same old Brock and the same old Roman, not only the Paul Heyman thing, but Roman Reigns is a heel now. Now we can see Brock Lesnar with a ponytail and as a babyface. This is Feel a completely that different storyline. I can't wait to see it at MSG next week. Good build tonight. Oh, so uh, before even getting into the the story, I mean, let's 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 pivot off that. Let's go a little out of order on this one. SmackDown tonight, uh, we had the the phone call to Paul Heyman from Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I just want to say that I have the exact same ringtone for Brock Lesnar on my phone. You ever call? No. <laughs> but I am the first lady of Suplex City, so you know we have to be on each other's emergency contacts course, just in case. Of course. Yeah. Um, this was good. I like how they're building the tension with this. Interesting that they're building this story so hard, and then what they teased with Finn Balor at the end, which we'll talk about. Uh, the direction they're going there. It's interesting in parallel, these two 
storylines. We open tonight with the Usos versus the Street Profits, ending by disqualification. Uh, look, we know this is a great match. We know this is going to be a great feud. Alfred, to you first, how many times are we going to see variations of this match and these guys facing each other in one-on-one contests, including the pay-per-view, the rubber match, and the final? Give me your over-under on this feud before they move on to something else. How many t- How many matches they're going to have? Oh, man, I hope it's not that many. I'll go... Let's put the over under at three. And no, and I mean that because I want this tag team feud to really stand out. Right. The fact that we saw them in a tag team match felt special. And that's why I was so disappointed with the finish. But if this turns into like they start interchanging and by the time they get to the pay-per-view, it's not exciting anymore. I think they've made a huge mistake with these two teams that could have a great match at a pay-per-view. Um, so hopefully it's like, I'll say two and a half and I'm going to take the under just to be conservative. Hopefully. Okay. Issa now counting six men tags because I'm sure we're gonna see Roman yeah. and Finn versus three prophets. So it's like all in. How many do you think in this feud? I'm going to say 10. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, no. and, I'm, and I'm including Bianca and Naomi and then the three oh, yeah. prophets and the Usos. Like I'm going all out on this. We're gonna see. Well, when is <laughs> when is extreme rules? We have like four weeks for it, right? I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think I three don't, or four I, weeks. And there's a Saudi Listen. show, right? Oh, yes. we don't talk about yes, that. It's like, don't kill my bus. Don't kill my okay. bus. <laughs> no, but I think no. um, I think seven. I think seven is the amount of times we're going to see it on TV. Yeah. So this is I, combinations I think... of these two teams facing. Yeah, yeah. I hope that they get either a ladder match or an Extreme Rules match. Between. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, see, that's going to, yeah, that'll freshen it up if they're going to do that. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. And they were yeah. fighting after the DQ finish tonight. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of heat in this. I think, uh, I think it'll be a good feud. Um, Becky Lynch came out. Big pop tonight. What was with the sweetening of the audio mix, though, on her promo to try and get her that heel reaction tonight, dissing Bianca? I liked uh, what you're calling her, Esther. I was like, I think that just <laughs> flew over the heads, though, of a lot of wrestling fans. Um, Issa, what did you think of Becky's promo and then Bianca's response? I was too mesmerized by Becky Lynch. She looks absolutely incredible. She was just stunning. Um, Yeah, I was totally... I had a girl crush moment for the entire promo. I thought the promo was great, and she was making some good points. So at this point, it's like she... There was a little bit of a boo towards Bianca. And I'm like, yeah, because she's making really good points. Uh, But Bianca came out and also made have a lot of good points. I really enjoy when Bianca came out and said, you don't know me because it's true. There's no history between Bianca and Becky. What is Becky out here, you know, running her mouth? But when Becky said, you weren't ready for me and I was ready for this, like, I, I absolutely love that line. Love the way she looks. I think they're looking, they're doing an amazing job building this field because I'm very excited for it. I think both of them, I don't know. It, I feel it could go either way, and it makes it very interesting. But Becky Lynch, you're, it, she's going to be a Stone Cold-style character. She's not going to get booed. She's just not going to get booed. That music hits, and your heart just races. We love her. You you can't push that narrative on us. You know, I, I thought both of the women were great, and I'm already seeing in the comments some people are saying, oh, yeah, Becky spit facts. And she, yes, she was telling the truth and stuff like that, and I thought her promo was great because as a heel, she was defending something that she did that was unscrupulous, but at the same time making good points. And what I thought was a key to this is that Bianca Belair came out, and I thought did a great job as a babyface, not necessarily even making excuses, saying, yeah, I don't make excuses. I lost, but let's run it back. I just won. And then Becky got the chance to be, you know, then you saw her true card. So this whole performance is great. I actually mm-hmm. think just based on this promo exchange, you know, this is going to tell us a lot in terms of how they interacted and these two big promos. I think this thing's going to work with Becky Lynch being a heel. 
I think slowly yeah. but surely, you're always going to have that built-in hardcore audience that's going to cheer for Becky Lynch. But to your point about how she looks, she, not that she didn't look good before or whatnot, right. but she looks like, a, and I think she's playing this up as part of her character, like a hot girl, like unattainable. Like Becky Lynch of old is the man. You can have a beer with Becky Lynch. She's a cool Irish woman and whatnot. And she just seems like Eva Marie if she was like a super worker. And so I think this could work in terms of Becky Lynch, how she's aesthetically yeah. presenting herself. She's wearing those low riding, like, like she's presenting herself as an unattainable woman who is a badass. And I think that combination is really going to get her some real heel heat. Yeah, and there's a lot of respect for her leaving, having a baby and coming back looking better than before because nobody said she didn't look good before. Becky Lynch yeah. has always been one of the fittest women in the division. Um, so to see her looking even better, it's almost like she reached her final form. Like, what is happening now? You know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. At one point, when Seth was fighting Cesaro later, he's smiling and Corey Gray said, Seth Rollins is smiling in the middle of the match. And I'm like, have you seen his wife? I'll be smiling the entire day too. <laughs> it's awesome. I really, really love both of these women. And I think this feud is going to be fun regardless of, you know, I feel they're two fan favorites. And that makes yeah. it even more interesting to just see the back and forward. Uh, and Bianca went toe-to-toe -to -toe tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Bianca was incredible. I thought that was the key. It's because I thought, just like you guys were talking about uh, in terms of her, when Becky Lynch was finished that promo, I was like, man, that's going to be, it's kind of an yeah. airtight uh, defense. But I thought it was great how they handled it. Yeah, uh, this was cool tonight. Uh, looking forward to this. And then Becky denying the match, but then Sonya and Adam Pierce saying, no, in Extreme Rules, this is happening. So there you go. Yeah. Contract signing next week. Massive. It's going to go smoothly. Uh, do these out of order. Antoine Fair, $5 saying I was with it until Becky said Bianca was complaining, which she didn't do. It lost me. And Bianca ending of the promo was great. Um, I thought this was good. But yeah, Becky is on their level. What were they doing trying to pipe in that audio tonight? Like, yeah. it made it sound like there were silence at parts. Like, it just it didn't match the crowd reaction. At all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they got used to doing this through the pandemic. I don't think they're going to be able yeah. to kick this habit. And here's something else that's weird. The crowd, if you looked, was silent at one point. And that in WWE is almost unheard of. They were hanging on every word. There were no what yeah. chance. There were no people yelling. Like they were respectful. It was very strange. And that's why the audio, you could tell, you look at the audience, the audience is just standing there wrapped with attention and uh, the audio say something different. I mean, that was very disconcerting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to be, um, I think it's going to be normal. Yeah. Um, Kane $5 saying, I told this to Issa. My daughter, who was battling cancer, also had thoughts of suicide, but she found Issa's story. Beat cancer. My daughter is alive. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Jay. I love you. Oh. You know, we talk. We talked about that on my stream, and it means a lot. That's great. Um, so, uh, what are they doing with Naomi, man? Oh, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. I actually happen to like what they did tonight. Because I think they might be going in a racial direction with the storyline. I don't think it was a. I don't think it was subtle that the story that they're telling now. Because I'm with you. Last week I was watching this like, oh great, they're doing the holding pattern thing, and now they're doing what I think is actually going on. In that, like, when she was done and she's too busy for Naomi, Sony Deville snuck in because Debbie's not subtle about anything. She goes, okay, back to you, Karen. So like, they're, I think they're telling the story that we don't have time for you. Give it time. You know, we don't have time for the black girl. I do think that's the direction they're going with the storyline. We'll see what they do next week. And if they pick it up and they don't, I think it'll be very disappointing. But I really do think they're going that direction. Interesting. I thought they were going with her joining the, the bloodline. Um, and the reason why I feel like it's going in that direction is because she was talking about um, 
Sonia was talking about Brock Lesnar returning on her phone call. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, like just making it sound like Brock is such a big deal and, you know, like Roman doesn't care about this whole Brock Lesnar thing. So I, I didn't catch the Karen line. So I might, I might have to go back and watch this because yeah, I didn't catch thing. that. Uh, Antoine Fair, $2, saying the S chance was so ESD. bad. Yeah. ESD. See, when I think of S, I think of what was that cult from the 70s? The like human, uh, oh, what was it? The human potential movement? Like you went to those seminars and they wouldn't let you go to the bathroom. Like asked to look it up. It was huge. Um, yeah, no, it was a big deal. Like I remember in the early eighties, there were a lot of jokes about est. Like, yeah, it was like one of those like radicalization things. And then you found out it was like a pyramid scheme meets a cult. Um, but yeah, the EST chance, I mean, can't, and the, and the Esther thing was clever with the way Becky was doing that. This, this, this do you got, see, um, do you see the super chat by Justin Lopez? Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, I oh. think so. Because he says something about Becky spitting facts. He's oh, how are we yes. supposed to boo her when she was spitting facts, which it's true. I agree with. It's mm-hmm. like uh, Bret Hart with all his criticisms about America. You're like, well, he makes some very valid points. Yeah, but he was supposed to be a babyface in those, um, you know, in those promos, and they didn't do anything to make him heal. But I think here with Becky Lynch, like we were talking about, is yeah, she did make good points, but I think they presented her again by her cowering out, by Bianca Belair coming in and having a great retort every step of the way. I thought, listen, artistically, stylistically, I think they're doing a good job. Whether or not the crowd's going to be with it is a different story. But I, I do like Becky Lynch as an artist, and I do think she's going to be committed enough to make this work somehow but it's going to take a while justin lopez yeah. also dollar 99 i'm sorry saying the the next usos versus new day feud if booked well yeah okay. the street profits and the usos 1000 percent um what i was going to say going back to alfred's point about becky coming off like unobtainable the one thing that i did get from her and and that's going back to the point of how relatable she was and how cool she was it's like she really is playing like i'm the star i'm the superstar i'm too big of a deal i do things whenever i want and that is something that she never came off as and i do think that this heel character can work if she let the the you're the biggest star in the company right now get get to her head per se yes. like that could be a very interesting story and and eventually another baby face turn when she comes back to reality you know down the road uh with naomi i see what you're saying about a potential storyline and i hope i hope that's the case because why would they have her on tv but what in the f are they doing with tony storm tonight backstage having that little exchange with dolph He's going to get rid of Boogs over, man. The guy's probably going to win the Royal Rumble. If you look at how he's getting booked right now, he's he's a rising star of the company. Oh, he is. Absolutely. So he had his first singles match tonight against Dolph. Uh, Rick won huge celebration. I'm telling you, man, like Rick Boogs is over. Also, now that my yeah. wife pointed out, it sounds like they're saying Rick Boobs. That's all I ever hear. <laughs> so now it's all I'm going to hear. Yeah. And he's just... sick. Can we talk about his thickness? Yo, he's stacked. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. I, I know the signs when Vince McMahon has found himself a new toy and he wants to play around. This is what they did with The Miz. When they started investing in The Miz, they started showing off his legs. And Vince came yeah. to Miz backstage and said, you should show your legs off more. I feel like like Vince might have just met Rick Boogs and went, this guy works for us. And like is now you're seeing him win. He's at the forefront of this thing where Shinsuke is supposed to be the Intercontinental Champion. And he, he's just getting all this TV time. And now he's got the girl. And... I think they're mm. interested in building this guy into a real. I think this is the beginning. A of real rock star, yeah. like a real actual rock star. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, Elias is kicking himself? Like if only I'd played an electric guitar. You know. 
Yeah, Elias should have like just it. came back as like Macho Man reincarnated or something. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. We still can't. He looks like him. Also, Shinsuke Nakamura looks like a whole king out there rooting for boots yeah. in the crown with the white jacket. What a legend. Seth Rollins just dismantled Cesaro tonight. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I feel bad though, given Cesaro getting that mania win, everything. Like this was just about. Showing set. This is basically reestablishing Seth's credibility to go toe to toe with Edge, and Edge coming out there tonight to tell us that even though Seth lost to Edge, that he's a threat, and the rematch is going to be, you know, highly contested. I like the idea of these two guys feuding over how similar they really are. Who is the real ultimate opportunist here? Who is the you know who's going to outsmart the other? I really think this is interesting and. Somebody that, you know, years ago, I've been a big Seth Rollins fan. I'm a, I'm, I started watching wrestling more recently, right? So I adore Seth Rollins, but a lot of times people always compare him to Edge. So to see them work together, I think it's awesome. I personally thought they stole the show at SummerSlam. So mm-hmm. running, running it again doesn't make me upset, right? I want to see them go at it again, but... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense that you are both of you are talking about the universal title last week, and then now this week you're just gonna go after each other and put that on hold. Like it, then they should have not had them mention the universal title last week and yeah. just go after each other. I do tend to agree with that, but I think it speaks more to how personal this feud has gotten because right. the more they delve into an area where it's getting personal, it'll kind of start to sound ridiculous. And then I'm going to be the universal champion when it's like, yeah. it's about the guy try to break his neck. Let's talk about the health of human beings or whatnot. And I, I'm going to say early on, I think the finish of Edge versus Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is going to win via spear. I think that's oh. going to go on with this. Oh, yes. I would love it. Or he's going to counter the spear into a pedigree like he did to Roman oh, Reigns at that oh, money yeah. in the bank. Oh, yeah, that was, was the, that was such a beautiful counter. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Happy Corbin was out tonight on the Kevin Owens yes. show. Yeah, he was. And uh, Jake Paul. Logan Paul. Oh, Logan Paul. Sorry. I get them confused. Yeah, I do it Jake all the time. Paul. Did you guys watch the fight? Yeah. I did. Wasn't That's it better cool. than you thought it was going to be? Like, I was kind of mad because yeah. I was like, why is this better than I thought? But... Then again, uh, Woodley is always a mystery, really. So, yeah, he just couldn't finish. He just, uh, he should I don't get like... back a little bit, but I, I've seen a lot of Woodley fights. So, this is the, he does yeah, do this he he's in control and, uh, you know, kind of coast. He hesitates to, too yeah. much. And it's just, I feel like he should get kicked out of the hood for losing to um, Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, like, you should lose your hood card. Like, if you are in Puerto Rico, you're not allowed in the barrio if you lose to Jake Paul. Like, I'm sorry, you're not coming back. <laughs> Sorry, off topic. Alonzo wants to know where your hat is, Alfred. It's here. You know, I'll bring it out when I feel like it. But it's it's here, and it it, it, the hat's over. The hat is over. Yeah, you need to wear it. That's good. I'm I'm glad. Baron Corbin kind of starting to steal my gimmick, but mine's wide brim. His like a regular fedora, so you know, he needs to step (laughs) his game up. Yeah. Um. I mean, this was good. Logan Paul has heat, man. Like, oh yeah. You talk about the crowd noise. Like, they didn't need any crowd. So, like, when an actual <laughs> heel comes out to the ring, it's so embarrassing. Like, this company is supposed to know how to do baby faces and heels. Right. And when an actual heel from the outside world comes in, that's the reaction that they're, that they're piping in. But it's real life. And, like, I love seeing Logan Paul on WTV because it's like Andy Kaufman or any of those when people used to actually get reactions. Yeah. yeah hello. It, it reminds you of what, you know, what, what a heel 
heel heat really supposed to sound like he really has it i thought baron corbin was so good tonight by the way i feel bad i even feel bad for kevin owens i'm like yeah the sympathetic baby face he i was like why are they treating him this way like he gave you a hundred bucks when you were broke bro like come yeah. on <laughs> oh and corbin's going over he's gonna be on a winning streak with this i think ko is back on his way to hiding in the porta potty you know yeah. no uh, stop <laughs> <laughs> they, they really do seem to be reinvested in Baron Corbin. Now he's going to go on a run. And like, yeah, KO is just kind of in the middle of, he's like the utility guy right now. When's his contract up? Oh, that's a good question. But I, I heard he, he signed like a five-year deal not too long ago. Yeah, not like. too long ago. I mean, I love him. I want the best for him. But it seems like. He's not being utilized properly. It seems like he's not what Vince is enamored with right now. Or You know what I mean? Like he seems like. Uh, but it's interesting though, because at the same time, look at the push Finn's getting, and with Finn, you would be like smaller guy. Like some stuff do- almost doesn't make sense to to what the prevailing logic is with NXT. Speaking of which, tonight, embellished NXT promo, we saw a little mock up of what the new set's going to look like. Yeah, 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 going to be very interesting. Excited for Tuesday. We'll see. It'll be a whole new show. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's not. This, it's next Tuesday. It's the fourteenth. Yeah, we right? still got to yeah. sit through a tape one. Another week. Yeah. <laughs> Antoine Fair, $5, saying, so Boog's sole survivor of a Roman versus Lashley Survivor Series 10-man tag instead of champion versus champion, question mark? You joke around. Listen, I, mean, I know when Vince is falling in love, and maybe I'm completely off here and I'm just being paranoid, but I think this Rick Boog's guy, it, it feels like they have big plans for this man. And, like, it feels like they just recently came around to, like, how this guy could be a superstar. Shinsuke yeah. has to get jealous and turn heel. Yeah, I think that's where – hopefully they don't accelerate that, but – because I like these two together. I think that's where I really started liking Rick Boogs is how him and Shinsuke play off of each other. So let if this be right If Shinsuke heel, it better not be a, a nut shot to Boogs yeah, in just... the AJ Styles. Like, we cannot do that again. <laughs> Didn't him and AJ just have a match where they just kept kicking each other in the nuts for, like, yes. a couple minutes? Yes, yeah. they did. And oh, they had, like, was it uh, Last Man Standing that had no yeah. finish because of yeah. ball punches? Like... Oh my god. Oh, that, was awful. that was terrible book. I remember that. And that was supposed to be the best feud ever, too. Like <laughs> they, they robbed us. <laughs> Justin Lopez 499. Corbin should beat Nakamura for the IC title. After all his string of bad luck started, we ah, lost the crown to him. There you go. Poetic. Very poetic. Yeah. Wow. I actually like that idea in terms of storytelling and like I, I, I'm sure this wasn't the plan to begin with, but that would be a nice little bow to the Baron Corbin rise. We don't need a bow. He don't need a bow. His outfit doesn't, doesn't need a bow. He wears his shirt open like the... No. Uh, no Lopez. Don't be manifesting that kind of evilness. Sami Zayn beat Dominic Mysterio. Yes. No heel turn yet. Yeah. I, I This is like, it's taking too long. I'm about to come out there and punch Rey Mysterio for him. Like, he needs yeah. to just happen already. That's the thing about this heel turn is like, if it comes out of nowhere and it seems like he's being a jerk, yeah, that'll really help the heel turn. But at this point, Ray like, once again meddled in his kid's business. And we can all relate to having maybe a parent come in and meddle too much and be like, I was watching Ray like, stab, stay out of my business. Like, like I'm starting what if to get Ray is the one that turns. Oh, see now, see now. At this point, there's more juice in that to me. Yeah, like, because you're really like Rey Mysterio as a heel in 2021. I mean, come on, what are we doing? I mean, <laughs> that, that actually does make sense. He is acting like more of a heel. I mean, I yeah, yeah, but he could he could just like slapping and be like, I should have lost that match and let you go with the Guerreros and like walk yeah. away. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Your life would have sucked. Like, it could be like, they could be some good promos. Yeah. (laughs) You get deep there. Exclusive News Insider with $1.99. Man, 
reporting the exclusive news must really pay well. Screw Roman <laughs> versus Rock. Let's get Rock versus Brock too. Yes, um, I always wanted to see them run that again. One thousand percent. I'm with you. E and uh, I. Dion saying uh -uh. Issa to manage heel Dominic. Okay, but I'm changing his last name to Guerrero. Is that the case? <laughs> I think it's solid. I like it. <laughs> I think it's solid. I think if uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the solid. Uh, so we have the universal title match to close the show tonight. Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. This promo, this idea setting up, because I almost tweeted this the other day, and I was like, eh, you know, not, not worth dwelling. I was going to say the greatest what if of professional wrestling uh, in recent memory is what if Finn Balor had not gotten injured after his being the first universal champion. So I like that they called that back tonight with this match. Um Although I think the what if was still Roman would have probably taken it off of him probably at Survivor Series that year or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, that would have been the, the likely trajectory because he was good set to feud with Kevin Owens and I'm sure Roman would have been the inevitable uh, pivot, especially given how high they were on him at the time. But tonight though, man, we knew how this match was ending, but they did two really interesting things. One, they had the Usos come out and soften him up with his ribs. So you, yeah. he could look strong in defeat. Yeah. And then two, I mean, they did give him a lot of hope spots tonight. Mm -hmm. There were, I mean, I saw yeah. someone make the comment like Roman is the master of the 2.999 yes. kick out. Yes, yes, there was one in there after the Kubrick Girl that I was like, oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, so I mean, it seemed like he could win, but then what's interesting, I mean, we all knew Finn wasn't going to win, but then to have uh -huh. the tease when Roman's leaving with the, the red light flash and the heartbeat sound, it's uh, uh, suggesting the demon. Yeah. Is, I mean, I love that they're giving Finn this build, but the the ending, there's no scenario where Finn Balor is the universal champion. I mean, Roman's keeping that belt. Even if it's a three-way match, it just means that Finn's taking the pin instead of Brock. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the fundamental, I think, problem with this. As much as I like the Roman Reigns character, the fundamental flaw, and this is kind of outside of Roman Reigns' character, is the fact that WWE presents everybody within the roster as chum bait to Roman Reigns. Like, you know, this is a great match, and they did a good job. If I hadn't have known the storyline going in that Roman Reigns was this really powerful champion, they did a good job convincing you that Finn Balor might possibly win this. And, and it was really encouraging to see Finn Balor get protected by getting attacked before, and it's yeah. not like he got squashed. Because I figured that he was going to get squashed and just, like, Roman Reigns is going to beat him in like five minutes. But yeah, it's very interesting that they're doing this. And it's like, so Roman Reigns kicked out of the coup de grace, which I don't think we've ever seen. And now he's going to beat the demon, which I don't think we've ever seen. So he is single-handedly yeah. going to completely extinguish like one of the better top stars that WWE has right now. I don't know. Maybe we don't get to Finn and, and Roman. And maybe we draft him to Raw. And you can continue yeah. that push without having Roman having to beat the demon yeah. and we just like in the meantime while that happens we can see Finn evolving into having to resort back to getting you know back to the demon because i i don't want the demon to be beaten but i don't think that finn is the person to take the belt off of roman clearly and I, I love finn i've often been told that i look like a much fatter version of finn Balor. <laughs> uh but like <laughs> I don't see a scenario where he dethrones Bobby or Roman. I just don't think they see him as the top guy, given everything we've heard about behind the scenes, what they want to do with talent right now. Yeah, they don't. I don't either. The only way I'd see Finn Balor as the top guy is if he was the demon permanently. Then we can talk. Yeah. Right, right. Agreed. Um, 
I wanted to just go back real quick to the backstage segment with Roman oh, yeah. and Paul Heyman. When Paul Heyman was like, we have a problem with Brock Lesnar. And, Bro- and Roman was like, no, you got a problem with Brock <laughs> yeah. Lesnar. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that moment. It'll be good um, next week. But then teasing this just makes me wonder if we're just trying to, like, book on the go and not really know where we're going. Yeah. Because they, they, they did give... Um, been a really good match today but at the same time if you go back and watch this entire amazing beautiful sexy 365 days of roman reigns championship <laughs> he has put on amazing matches with every single person it started with jay uso all the way to cesaro edge daniel bryan finn balor like every single feud and match that he's put on has been this good so yeah you know, it's like if I don't see this as a push for Finn yet. Bringing the demon back will be a push for Finn. But this, look, Cesaro was in that position. Kevin Owens was in that position. Look where they're at now. So yeah. what's to what's to tell you that Finn is just not a placeholder for now? I mean, maybe but, they're like, hey, we, we got all these fiend masks. We can repurpose right. these as demon masks. I was just gonna tell oh you. So when the lights, I don't know if you saw my reaction, but when the light flash red. I was like, oh my God, it's the demon. No, 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 it's Brock. Oh my God, it's the fiend. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> so many <laughs> thoughts just crossed my mind with the red light that it just like, I needed to shut down and restart. Yeah. Why don't you really just like red a- light gimmick? Maybe they should put a moratorium on that to where nobody yeah. else yeah. can use red light. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seller just Lopez 499 saying, setting up Roman to beat the demon, the demon, which is the only thing Finn has going for him on the main roster. Yeah, he'll be in AEW by next year. That's what I want to start asking. When's Finn's contract up? Like, stop that, Glenn. So many at some point, the diminishing marginal returns will come, and just because you're sad and you want to go to AEW is not going to make you into a star, they're going to eventually run out of people to push. I was thinking about that tonight. Well, I was thinking about that tonight. I mean, like, okay, with AEW, think about the early promise with the elite, think about um, all that talent we saw at the first all out, but then it's like. Okay, we've got Dustin. That makes sense. Given Cody, we got Moxley come in. Jericho is an anchor there. Like looking at this tonight, even with Miro, with Malachi, like this is really starting to seem less and less like an upstart promotion elevating and building new talent. The right. more that they put these WWE guys, former WWE guys, but, into uh, the top spots. But they are doing an excellent job at building with the stars, their homegrowns, right? If you look at the card this weekend, you have um, CM Punk versus Darby. You have NJF versus Jericho. You have like all of these people that we know, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. So if you're tuning in to watch CM Punk, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces fighting guys that you're not familiar with. So I will say they're balancing their scale very well. And also to their credit, in addition to having their homegrown stars, they're doing a good job of recreating the guys who are in WWE because right. it does not feel like the WWE versions are in AEW. It does feel like a different version. Yeah. No, it's different, but I'm saying to the casual viewer, to the right. people that are tuning in, and you have to think at a point, still look at all the daylight between, not the key demo, but overall look at the daylight between the Raw SmackDown and AEW ratings. Like... I don't know that former WWE talent is going to be what moves that needle. And that, that is kind of like what we're talking about. The point is that right. there are diminishing returns. They do have to tell compelling stories. And, and I mean, let's talk about this. We were saying off the air, I'm excited to see CM Punk versus Darby Allen, but like positive Phil, who's just happy to be back. Like I'm not feeling the heat in this storyline. I know they had a, a face off on Wednesday, 
but this tonight just was kind of, you know. Yeah. And like there was because it's two baby faces, first of all, and it's really hard to generate something like that. It's also his first few back. He didn't have too long to promote this right. with Darby Allen. So said. they're not really telling a story. They're kind of in a holding pattern uh, to kind of start off. So I expect once he gets his sea legs under him, he even turns heel possibly. I think he's going to be off to the race. Well, yeah. and remember, I'm sorry, Issa. No, go ahead. I was going to say, CM Punk is at his best when he's biting the hand that feeds him, when he's pissed off, when he's rebelling yeah. against something. Happy-go-lucky Phil is in – I mean, it's, I'm glad for him. It's great to see him back, but that's not what puts butts in seats and sells tickets. Yeah, I really wish we could have had CM Punk return. And I'm not going to take it away because I told you guys how perfect I felt it was, but if it would have been just a couple of weeks before so that you can get the aura of CM Punk returning out of the way and then really just having cut promos about can I still go with these young guys? Can I? Because that's what I'm invested in. With them being baby faces, there's no heat between them. So we just like... Me personally, I just want to know if he still got it. On Wednesday, the the crowd is chanting, "You still got it." And I'm like, "How do we know? We don't yeah. know that he have a match first. Like we don't. I'm sure he does. He's not gonna come out there and make a ass out of himself. But we don't know. So I would have really bought in. I'm I'm voting period because it's CM Punk. So we'll. See. That's why you could have put him with anybody, and it would have worked because we all want to see him. But I I, I would have been invested in him telling the story. Can I still go? I'm back because I want to know if I still got it. Yeah, it just does feel at a certain point like, uh, what was that spot on Taylor Swift's last big tour? Where it's like, now I'm bringing out Robbie Williams, now I'm bringing out Little Mix, like every city she's in. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was like, here, look how much fun it is, me performing with Tegan and Sarah. Like, it's it's just kind of like, I feel like this is CM Punk being like, isn't it great I'm wrestling this person? Yeah, he's really basking in the honeymoon period, especially because he's in Chicago. But I I think he's he's going out of his way to do this because he knows that down the road, it's going to be a different film. Yeah, I mean, the I, greatest thing. I can't thing... wait to have my ice cream bar on oh, Sunday. Well, there you go. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, that's the oh, one thing I'm looking Everybody's excited for this match and this. I, I'm like, I just want my ice cream bar. If he, on Wednesday, cuts a promo and he's like, I put up the best pay-per-view numbers ever, like, locker room, you're welcome. I've legitimized this company and puts a big target on his back, then we're in business. Yeah, but that doesn't have to be immediately. Like, he can still ride these waves. And then eventually there's going to be that backlash to CM Punk of people saying, oh, God, this again. And then he can lean into that. Because, you know, wrestling fans, you know, if they love you, they hate you, they love you again. And so when they start to hate him, then he can really lean into that. Yeah. So we open time with Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson. That entrance is so amazing. I yeah. love his Amazing. entrance. And to your point earlier where you say how they're doing such a good job at repackaging these guys, mm-hmm. I was actually on FaceTime um, with my nephew, and he he loves wrestling, but he hasn't really been paying attention to AW until, shocker, CM Punk came back. So I faced the phone to the to the TV, and it took him a minute to realize it was Alistair Black. He was like, I love this entrance. Who is this guy? And I'm like, do you not know who he is? Like, I waited, he takes the mask, and I'm like, you get it? And he's like... No way! Like, it took him a little while to realize who he was. So I, I do think they do a good job repackaging these guys. This guy doesn't feel like Alistair Black. He feels like Malachi Black. It's a different version, and I like it. Yeah, he came off like a complete superstar. That was, I would have liked 
something or any, you know, talking about repackaging Malachi Black, I would have liked a packaging of Lee Johnson, an yeah. explanation as to why he's here. Like there is something to be talked about in terms of him saving Arn Anderson and whatnot. And they're kind of, they're going out of the way to try to get Malachi Black booed in a lot of these situations because, I mean, he's just so awesome that it's very hard right. to boo a guy like that. It's even hard to boo a guy like that if you don't know anything about the guy that he's facing. Like, And they gave him a lot of offense. Him? I thought yeah, I thought Lee Johnson was going out in a minute, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, he's like yeah. putting up a fight here. He yeah. looks amazing, and yeah, yeah I yeah. wish we would have known a little bit more about him as well. I'll tell you though, Dustin That's Rhodes all running the more out. Reason to tell you, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Dustin Rhodes running out after the match. I want to see Dustin and Malachi put on something like Cody and Dustin did. Yeah, I love Dustin Rhodes is so under he's so consistent when it comes to promos in terms of cutting great promos. That guy is a just a great promo machine. Now people don't talk enough about how yeah, automatic that, that promo guy is on was, the microphone. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but and he, I can't wait that, to see that it. run that run was slow. Like if you're coming out to save me, can you like <laughs> you know hurry up a little bit? A brisk jog, <laughs> you know, no rush. Why wind yourself? Don't break a sweat. Like a page, it was more like a pageant walk. <laughs> pageant walk, yeah, just out waving to everyone. With the pageant wave. Uh, Antoine, fair $5. That backlash is here with CM Punk. Me listening to podcasts and wrestling Twitter saying they're getting impatient. Yeah, see, look, they're already starting to turn on him. You guys are going to turn this guy heel. We've all built it up so much in our heads. I mean, people have been thinking about this for seven years. Yeah, sure. But there's, you know, he's only been back for a couple of weeks. I know, but this is the problem. And this is part of the problem with AEW too. It's it's kind of like AEW now is at that point where, you know, it's like it's like when you're new relate new relationship. Everything's new. Everything's a surprise. Everything's exciting. Everything's passionate. And then you settle right. in and you realize I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. And yeah, they'll surprise me from time to time. And there's going to be lots of ups, but there's also going to be a lot of Monday to Fridays where we're just trying to get through the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it does sound like the viewing experience, but I do feel like it's still, relatively speaking, in the honeymoon phase uh, of the relationship. Maybe it's toward the end of the honeymoon phase, but there's still somewhat of a honeymoon vibe in terms of AEW. And then there's I don't know, I don't know. Me and me and CM Punk are still we swiped on each other and we're still messaging each other. Like we're not, we haven't even gone on our first date. Our face date, our first date is Sunday, and we'll take it from there. You know, but we match. That's where we're at right now. CM and Punk then literally has me blocked on Twitter, so I don't know what that would translate to in terms of <laughs> maybe a divorce. It's like a divorce with us. And then there's Monday Night Raw where you're like, you don't oh, understand. No. They're only an asshole when they've been drinking. You don't see like the good side. <laughs> like all the times when everything's good, you just see the bad things. You know, Stop like it, yeah, it's very very codependent. Yeah. Monday Night Raw is the reason why everybody has commitment issues, right? Like that ex that that gave you all the issues, it damaged you and it broke you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What are, we, what are we doing here? Uh it's it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm sleep deprived. I wonder, wait, Alfred, what's your favorite wrestling show right now? I wanna know which wrestling show you're taking to Applebee's. <laughs> oh, to Applebee's <laughs> I would say right now, Dynamite. I'd say Dynamite. Dynamite's very consistent. Dynamite is your Applebee's thing? Take Dynamite to Applebee's. Okay, awesome. Maybe get to know Jade Cargill a little bit more. <laughs> and there's then there's NXT, which up till recently was like, they just keep finding new ways to impress me. Oh, no, NXT is friend song. Really? But, but, yeah. you still, but you still let it buy you drinks. You know what I mean? Like, you let NXT <laughs> buy you drinks, but then you're like, oh, I got to go to the restroom, and then you don't come back, and you leave them by With the NXT? Yeah, wow. NXT Which show is a friend with benefit? Rampage. Because it's quick. Uh, yeah, Rampage. I would say yeah. so, too. 
Yeah. It's like... <laughs> this conversation is going to take a turn, and I'm going to be saying things I regret. So we're really. I think this is the most fun we've had. No, I'm just saying me and NXT have been hitting it for years now. And it's oh yeah, it's well, I mean yeah, but then you friends on them because you found somebody else. You know, like you date them until you find the one. That's NXT, but they're not the one. But you keep them there. They're in the. You you get yeah. in a fight. You go and text NXT and be like, "Hey, Samoa Joe, yeah. <laughs> what's up?" <laughs> Wyd. <laughs> or or you see NXT watch your story, so you upload one on your story. You know, just for NXT. <laughs> I love how specific these analogies are getting. <laughs> I'm just going to keep drinking. You guys can yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, <laughs> what's next? Oh, Miro. Miro and Eddie Kingston going toe-to-toe on the mic. Talking about their gods, their respective gods. <laughs> Miro, Miro gets swiped all the time. Like, he matches everyone. He's so awesome. Like, legit. I love Miro, but I love Eddie Kingston. I am so torn. Now that you took Pac and Andrade away from me, I guess this match I'm excited for. Um, I, 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 I don't want the title off of Miro, but I do think Eddie Kingston really needs a big win at some point. Yeah, I definitely don't want the title off of Miro, and I definitely hope Miro wins. But I, I mm-hmm. think that in, in short order, in just a couple of weeks, they've made this like into one of my most the yeah. matches that I'm most interested in because I love the story that Eddie Kingston is telling that, you know, your neck is your weakness and I've got all these neck moves. And that's a great thing about, because uh, they're going to lay out this big giant, this invincible giant, but he established that he has one weak spot. So it's, it, you know, it doesn't really hurt Miro that he got laid out because Eddie Kingston has established right. a weak spot. And I just love the promos back and forth. These two have great chemistry. It's kind of like the CM Punk Darby Allen thing where I want this to stretch out so they can tell more of a story, but I really do hope Miro wins because he's on fire right now. I will say, though, that I feel extremely disrespected by Eddie Kingston putting that Yankee hat on the ground like that. Like, he should have just found a chair or, like, put it somewhere else or going and fight with the hat. I don't take off my Yankee hat when I'm going to fight someone. So I don't understand why he had to take his off. Yeah. The only, New York and I know that. The only <laughs> women's wrestling match we saw tonight was Chris Statlander in a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, we went so well. Can I just shout out the, the best Yo. line of the night? Redeem these nuts. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Yo, I popped for that. So, like, I should have not popped that hard. I was like, I, I felt like a child. I was like, why am I a child? Why does this still make me laugh every time somebody does it? That's good. Oh, it got me good. Uh, Chris Statlander won. Still doing the alien thing. Yeah. Very much so. I thought she looked fantastic in this match. And here's the, in defense of the alien thing, she does do a lot of really unique moves and the announcers put it over like, where would she ever learn something like that? And the idea is that, well, she's an alien. She's got a different offense. So they are committed to this, but they had like that great spot where she had Rebels sitting on her shoulders and she was able to hold on to Jamie Hayter, who Jamie Hayter is all muscle. She's a, you know, built and like she was yeah. able to hold both these women. And that was very, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought they it was fun. It was a fun, fast match. It, need, it did what it needed to do. Um, if you are not familiar with Statlander and you're gonna buy this pay per view, at least you saw her tonight looking amazing, and you go, okay, well now I see why she's challenging Britt Baker because I didn't think she was like on yeah. the scene that much. You know, the yeah. sudden like this field didn't. There's a lot of fields going into this all out that didn't really have enough time to build. 
And then uh, uh, Red Velvet having her back after uh, to even the odds. Um, this was good. And then we had a buildup for tonight with uh, 2.0 um, Darby Allen. This, uh, or pardon me, uh, De- uh, Garcia, Daniel Garcia events uh, Darby Allen with uh, Sting and 2.0, and then CM Punk on commentary. People are saying in the chat, "What fan? All the CM Punk fans yeah. on someone's offers him a beer." Like yeah. that was so stupid. I was like, "What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> that, that, that guy, that guy was clearly too drunk to be there because, like, Punk like declined and gave him like, "Well, what do you? I'm straight edge. I'm not gonna have a drink." And then the guy like started squaring up against CM Punk, and Punk had to like back him down, like, "Calm down, brother." Like, I think that guy. I hope that guy got kicked out. Yeah, me too. Me too. That was it. Was weird. The whole thing was weird, and I kept thinking too. I'm like, stop jumping onto the crowd. You're gonna get hurt. You're not gonna make it to Sunday if you keep doing this. Dumb shit. So it's like we just wanna time. see you wrestle at least once. Be careful, please. Yeah, I just the last time we see CM Punk jump into the crowd. I think he might. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, over. Um, for a variety of reasons, but no. Look, Darby won tonight. The CM Punk got in the ring. They faced off after this. I think. Uh, you know, this, this it's going to be good to see CM Punk wrestle again. But I don't know. I, I'm not feeling a huge story with this match. Right. I agree. I, I will say for their defense, you don't need it. CM Punk right. is wrestling again and everybody wants to see it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they book him from here on. Now, you get happy-go-lucky CM Punk in a feud with MJF or yeah, someone who's going to... We all want to see that. CM Punk. I promise you it'll be a, Those promos will be very epic. But. Yeah, Chris Jericho, anyone that's going to bring it to CM Punk, you can have Punk as a baby face, but you just need to give him a heel. The problem is Darby Allen is so damn likable. Yeah, so they'll, they'll do like a baby face match here. I will say that what my favorite part of this match was in terms of the commentary, Chris Jericho and CM Punk being on commentary together. Was good. And the conversation they were having was so good in yeah. terms of getting over CM Punk. A lot of like what you were saying, Issa, in terms of CM Punk's mindset, they were getting that across on commentary. Yeah. With Jericho asking him, like, what's it like to be back? And CM Punk admitting he's nervous. I was fascinated by what was going on there. The match was fine, but I was fascinated with the commentary. Me too. And he did that promo on Wednesday as well, which I was a little bit triggered when he got attacked because he was talking. He even said there, I said, I'm a little scared. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want to see. because, And and that's why I told you when the crowd started chanting, you still got it. And I'm like, he doesn't. And that's why he's trying to tell us that he doesn't (laughs) know if he still got it. Like, let him tell the story. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I, I caught I caught onto that on commentary as when I found it super interesting because I will think that the pressure on CM Punk's shoulders right now, even though we're also in love that he's back for that match on Sunday, has to be humongous. And I want somebody to bring that out of him in a promo, in an interview, in a conversation. But he's not if he was going full all shucks, I don't know if I still have it, he'd be bringing up his UFC losses. No, no, we know? don't talk about that. Yeah, but that's we what I'm saying that. though, like there's no way in hell he is losing that match. Sunday night. First of all, the second match was called a no contest, so he didn't lose the second match. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. Never and happened. I will say, they're probably saving up the big UFC disc for when I'm MJF, not sure I MJF is going to have those bars. Oh, she's going to get. <laughs> she's not a CM Punk. Siri doesn't understand CM Punk. Hey, not everybody gets him. I get it. it? <laughs> I didn't even press anything. <laughs> no, she's just talking. She's just giving her opinion about CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a good night for wrestling, but hey, 
Everybody get your rest this weekend because Sunday night all out. Who's doing the rest podcast? This weekend, not uh, me. me. Chuck and Raj. Oh, send me, oh, send go. me, send me the link so I can pop in drunk from outside. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> I'll send you the link. <laughs> Drink pizza. Raj is gonna be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this was good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A lot of wrestling tonight. Uh, a lot of builds. You know, we'll see where it all goes. Yeah. It'll be a fun show. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to see CM Punk first match back and experience that entrance in Chicago. It's gonna be epic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, for live updates on that, follow NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Check out her reaction videos. Follow out. Al- follow Alfred. It. This is nasty. Alfred, is also more uh, criticism of AEW on your Twitter feed. Yes, yes, it's, it is there. You know, I'm gonna criticize him when I criticize him, and I'm gonna praise him when I feel like praising him. But uh, listen, we saw Lee Johnson tonight, missed opportunity to at least tell a story about a character, and this is just far too common with black wrestlers in AEW. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna be the one to point that out. One of many people who have pointed it out. Do you think that Jay wins the um, battle royal? Um, Jay, oh, the the women's battle royal. I think yeah, does. I think they're building up. I if know, but she... I don't know why you would put her and Thunder Rosa and all these women that should yeah. be winning it on this match. Like, yeah, I, I I like that they're protecting her, but it it made me question that. You know, if I you're gonna put her there, she should did. win. Yeah, that'd be great if she did. That's why I want to win personally. There you go. Uh, I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. Follow me for a couple tweets about wrestling a week. And the rest of the time, you know, just random things I'm watching. Yeah. Went down a weird uh, weird rabbit hole with the uh, 1950s Mickey Mouse Club last night. Wow. Cartoon? Uh, no, well, the, with the Net Funicello and Cubby. Oh, okay, and, okay, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, it was, it was middle of the night. I was playing oh. Fortnite. I was watching Back to the Beach with the Net Funicello and Frankie Avalon. A great parody of 60s beach movies if you've never seen it. And then I was like, oh, I want to check out some Annette on the Mickey Mouse Club. Why not? YouTube has everything. That's amazing. Amazing. Yes. Back to the beach, though, man. That movie is funny. That was the first thing. I was talking about this with my wife. That was the first thing where we saw people sending themselves up. Kind of like where the Brady Bunch movie did that. You know, when you had something that was serious and then you do a version and it's a parody, but you're making fun of yourself. That was the first one. Pee Wee Herman shows up for a musical number, does Surfing Bird in the middle oh of it. God. Like that movie is a trip. And it's got the kid from Better Off Dead. The $2 kid plays Frankie and Annette's son who just like antagonizes them the entire film. He's hilarious. Highly recommend that movie. Back to the Beach if you've never seen it before. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really good. It does. It's really good. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy All Out on Sunday. We'll get you back here for Tuesday, NXT, the end of an era on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a great weekend. No more friends on. No more friends (laughs) on. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.